This is David McCall, host of the QTS Experience Podcast. Today, we're diving into something a little bit different, but a topic I love and an experience I want to share. Joining me on the show is Brian Moon, the CEO of the Pacific Telecommunications Council, or PTC. I invited Brian to help me share the big idea of an event that I've had the pleasure of attending multiple times, and it's something I don't think you'll want to miss. Now, if you're a self-proclaimed nerd like me, someone who gets a kick out of staying in the loop on the latest trends that connect our modern economy to the rest of the world, this event is for you. I'm talking about everything from connectivity and artificial intelligence to smart cities, smart villages, data centers, anything that allows us to communicate and build our modern world. You're going to find it at the PTC conference, which just happens to be in beautiful Hawaii. Now, I know what you're thinking. David, this sounds like an infomercial. Hold on, my friends. I don't do infomercial. But because there's more to this event than meets the eye, I want to share it with you. When was the last time you attended an event where your target audience was readily available? The C-suite, the strategic buyers and influencers, the engineers, your customers. They're not just available. They're right there beside you in the common areas, relaxing, engaging with their peers. More interestingly, their competitors, even their family. You can join in on the conversation or do what I do, eavesdrop. It's like having an all-access pass to the mind shaping the future. I was treated to master classes where experts debate the pros and cons of satellite constellations for connecting remote regions and why I should care, or how artificial intelligence is both an amazing, powerful blessing and a potential catastrophic risk. Trust me, the discussions are mind-blowing. And if that's not enough, imagine all of this happening in a setting that embraces the spirit of aloha and ohana. The Hawaiian people and the event organizers create an incredible experience that's unlike anything I've ever experienced. I'll be sharing some of my own experiences from this truly unique gathering. But more importantly, kick back, relax, and get ready to hear Brian lay out his vision for the upcoming event and why it's so important. Now... Please enjoy my guest, Brian Moon. The most valuable commodity on earth today is data. How we make it, use it, move it, and protect it. My name's David McCall. Join me today for the QTS experience. Brian, I'm sitting in Atlanta, Georgia, and I'm almost afraid to ask, when we set this meeting up, I think you were in Virginia. I don't think you're in Virginia anymore. Where are you answering our call from? David, I have to, uh, I'm going to say this as sensitive as possible. Um, I'm sitting in Honolulu, Hawaii, where <laughs> it is a balmy and beautiful 80 degrees today. Yeah. Uh, and as, as tradition, I want to send out a virtual aloha to you and, and to the audience. Yeah, that's kind of a vulgar display of power. I don't even know why I asked that question. It's... Uh, such a beautiful place. I grew up in California, and when, um, as a kid, my parents grew up in the Bay Area, I both Northern and Southern California, and for my whole family, they always wanted to go to Hawaii, and I never, yeah. I didn't go until uh, much later in life. I didn't understand the attraction, the Caribbean seemed more interesting to me, and other places, and then I got a chance to go, um, I think it was back in 2019, and I was, not only was I surprised by how um, well, I guess I expected how beautiful it was going to be. Yeah. Um, but to experience it, it's kind of like to read something and then to experience something, different things. What I was very, what I very surprised by was the uh, 
the people, the culture, not just at the events that I attended, but everywhere we drove all around the island. Uh, my wife, who is uh, half Japanese, half Irish, even though she's sounds very Southern because she's from South Georgia, <laughs> was like, these are my people. Just the focus on family and community, yeah. the um, the the whole beauty of the island. It was pretty. Uh, it's pretty spectacular. It's it's the spirit of Aloha, right? I mean, yeah. obviously, tourism, hospitality is the biggest economic driver for the island. But even when you're here, just walking around and and networking and meeting new people, it's the spirit of Aloha. People are so, I mean, they're all so welcoming, um, yeah. and they want you to be and feel a part of the Ohana, which is the family. Um, yeah. And 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 you get that here. Yeah, for sure. She also loved it that um, half of the audience looked just like her. She, she thought that was fantastic. But it is such a great, uh, yeah. great experience. And uh, pretty much every year, she's like, we got to go back. So we go back regularly. How? Let me. Can we start here? First of all, thank you for coming on the show and indulging yeah. my interest in this. I think this is the very first time I've had a CEO on that managed a global event like this, an annual global event like this. Um, but I'm super curious. Can you tell me what the what was the foundational idea to put this event on? Mm. And let's start there. How did it yeah. come to be? And then and then let's dive in from there. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first, uh, one of several plugs, David, I'm going to sneak in when I can. I want to thank you and your organization. First and foremost, it's members like yours that allow PTC to do what it does throughout the year, the initiatives, the annual conference. So I'm going to plug yeah. that and give you and QTS a great, uh, a, a good thank you there. Thank you. Um, so the organization, Pacific Telecommunications Council, uh, otherwise known as PTC to many in the industry, it started out about 45 years ago. Uh, mm -hmm. There was a brilliant gentleman uh, named Richard Barber who came up with this idea and had a vision of how do we start raising Hawaii's profile. Um, certainly, it's a very important location from a geographical standpoint, being in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. But this was at a critical time when we were trying to connect the island and raise its profile. So Dick Barber had this vision after a, a meeting he had attended in Washington, D.C. of how do we bring in government officials, academia, and the business community to Hawaii to host a meeting? Let's start bringing all the smartest people in the world and how do we elevate Hawaii's profile? From a strategic and probably selfish standpoint, he wanted Hawaii to be connected to the rest of the world. And so this meeting that began with about 100 uh, professionals uh, and academia started growing over the years because people started to understand, yes, there's opportunities. Hawaii is a central location for PTC, uh, an annual meeting or conference. But it's almost this gateway to the Pacific Rim, right? There's more than 40 countries, we should say, in terms of the islands and opportunities. And then the business community saw that. And so over the years, over the past 45 years, um, the organization has grown. And I, and I know we'll talk about that. There's the organization, there's the annual conference, which I know are sometimes synonymous. Um, but it's grown to become this really important event uh, for the Pacific Rim. But now, as we're starting to see, and we'll talk about this as well, is just the growth of the industry through PTC, through this geographical location. Um, so uh, in summary, brilliant gentleman, Dick Barber, came up with this idea of let's start an organization, let's start a meeting here in Hawaii. And that was about 45 years ago, and it's grown into this tremendous um, event where the industry comes together every year in January. Yeah, we're going to dive into that in a second because it's phenomenal. Um, yeah. It's a phenomenal event. Um 
what I first thing I want to know, and I'm sure everybody want want to know, are you from Hawaii? Are it, it is is that where you're from originally, or are you from the mainland? I'm not. So let I'll give a little bit of history on myself. So I because we actually, want to know this sounds like a gig. Like, how can I be at the heart of one of the most transformational industries on earth? And by the way, I want to do it in Hawaii. So right. what, how, how did you get here? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I was actually born in Guam. So I'm okay. a Pacific Islander by heart, uh, but I was born in Guam, and uh, but my family moved over to the mainland. Uh, my father had a terrific opportunity in the mainland, and we talked about uh, Virginia earlier, and that's right. where I consider home. I grew up in Virginia, so the mainland mainland is home, but I have roots in the Pacific Islands. Um, but I joined PTC about six months ago, right? And so before that, I was I was with the Consumer Technology Association. I was there for about 15 years, uh, leading sales and business development uh, for for their main event, which takes place in um, in Las Vegas every January as well. Right. So technology background, events, conferences, membership, nonprofit organization uh, that's sort of been in uh, my portfolio for for most of my career. What was it like? At the CES, I'm I'm curious. I know this is not a conversation about that. I'm yeah. such a nerd. I've never been, but I go onto YouTube, and back in the day, I would go through all the trade mags yeah. to read about what is the emerging technology, what do the reporters think, what was the experience of the people attending, what's it like to be at that very innovative um, event. It's. It's a it's a terrific event, you know. Certainly, it um, receives mainstream coverage in the media. Professionals like yourself uh, follow it. I always measure what is mainstream by asking family and friends. And I'll tell you a funny story, David. Yes. Is so a couple of years into my uh, when I joined CTA, the Consumer Technology Association, years ago, um, I, I had worked there for one or two years, and really, family and friends, my parents didn't really know what I was doing. And then all of a sudden, one year after an event, my father calls me and says, "Wait a second, hey, I was I was reading the uh, the Korea Herald, my my family's Korean, and he says uh, Samsung, LG, these companies from Korea were making these big announcements in technology." And he said, "Isn't that isn't that where you work or where you're where, what you're doing?" I said, "Yeah, that's what I've been doing for the past two three years." He goes, "Oh, I get it now. This is it." And so uh, that's how I always measure who, what is mainstream, what is known to the uh, to the ordinary citizen. Uh, but no, you're absolutely right, David. I mean, CTA and the CES event has uh, has certainly brought technology to the forefront, I would say more so to the consumer um, uh, landscape. And and the event has brought in many technologies that I think were probably more for the business community, but now is again on everyone's minds. I mean, 10, 11, 12 years ago, who would have thought that the automotive industry would be at CES, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, if back then, if you would have said, what is Ford doing at CES, that would have been kind of a strange conversation. But now it's one of the biggest you know, product categories and one of the biggest audiences from an exhibition and attendance standpoint. Say most recently, uh, before I left, I mean, we saw growth in areas like uh, smart cities, digital health, right? Those were all now, those now are all technology driven. Um, and uh, so the event, you know, certainly is is in the mainstream. It's a terrific event to showcase technology. 
Um, it's a great leverage point for organizations like PTC and others in the industry that have, you know, some similar overlap. But I right. think, um, you know, points that we can talk about, you know, in the same kind of conversations. But it, it was a terrific experience, terrific organization, and obviously an event that is important for the tech industry. I love when the um, really smart-minded, future-looking CTOs come out of an event like that. Almost never coming out of the CES do they say that'll never happen. Usually it's, <laughs> we don't know when it's going to happen or to what degree. Yeah. I remember, gosh, probably a decade ago, certainly many years before IoT devices were regularly um, adapted by you know, everyday people coming out of um, people coming back from the CES or writing about it, talking about, look, this is going to be a thing. I'm like, no, it's never going to control my thermostat. That's not going to happen. Right. My door, I'm not going to have a camera on my door, but just on and on and on. And to your point now, everybody's a technology company and they yes. want to come and say, how do I leverage whatever, whether it's my forklift, my car, my coffee pot, whatever it is, how do I leverage technology through this product or service, one, so that the the public can see it and experience yeah. it, but also I want to hear what my competition is doing, what other technologies or, yeah. or uh, other organizations are doing, and how do I incorporate that into my world? Is there an opportunity? And it, to me, it's like, um, you know, just an amazing experience of what's possible, what's happening and what may happen and just seeing how it sorts out. I mean, it's, I don't know. I, I think it's amazing or it's dooming us all. I don't know, but it seems, <laughs> a, seems to be pretty cool. I think, it, I think to, to add to that, and that's a really important point. I think it's this, this theme of convergence, right? It's, yeah, yeah. it's how, and what we talked about a minute ago with what is mainstream, right? Family and friends now understand themes like smart cities, right? Connectivity, right? Because now, if you make it a real life example of, yes, that's my smart thermostat at home. Well, guess what, family and friends? That's what we talked about years ago when I was saying it's all going to be connected, right? Your lives are going to be connected every single day, whether you like it or not. That's that's technology driving that. And you see it in cars now. It's just that they don't realize it, that it's now embedded into their everyday life. Uh, so, no, I think that's a it's a really, really important point in terms of and, and again, I think it's sort of this word of, of convergence where everything's just coming together. Yeah. So you did that for 15 years or so. Yeah. You've been involved in that. And now you're part of this organization, which to in you know, to me or to people who aren't familiar with digital infrastructure may not think this is as sexy, but there is no modern world without digital infrastructure. It does not right. happen, right? We've got to have energy, digital infrastructure, or you're not part of the modern economy. Um, so what do you bring from that previous event, the things that went great, the attitudes that worked, the innovation, just in managing something like that so people come away with this experience where Automakers are welcome now where yep. they might not even have been considering it once upon a time to something like this beyond the hospitality. But if people are attending an event that you're CEO of now, how, how what is it that you bring from your successes or failures that help um, bring the, to, to elevate this platform even more than what you've what's been done so far? Well, I appreciate first that you use that 
that now sexy word called digital infrastructure. And, yeah. we're, you know, the industry is having that conversation now, right? It's we've been known for uh, as a telecom, telecommunications, ICT for so many years. Right. This word that, or this phrase of digital infrastructure, I think, in my personal opinion, is is better encapsulates, you know, encapsulates everything that's going on because it's this wide umbrella, but it's a big umbrella, right? There's right. so many different spokes that can feed up into it. Um, I would say this in terms of my career and, and the fortunate opportunity of being with CTA and CES and now looking ahead with, with PTC is I've always enjoyed a couple of different factors. And I would say I would group them into this. It's it's the business meetings, people coming together to do good. Mm-hmm. And it's um, the industry, whether we call that technology or digital infrastructure or telecom and ICT. And what I saw in speaking with PTC last summer about possibly joining the organization is I saw that opportunity there, right? Mm-hmm. It's this, how do we, how do I bring my expertise and my pure love and enjoyment of bringing important people and the tech digital infrastructure industries together into an event? Obviously, as we talked about at the top of the call, the organization has been around for almost 45 years, the conference almost the same. And how do we start to elevate that, right? Because, yeah. and I was surprised when I was with CTA, I had never heard of PTC. And, and you think that you you hear of every kind of organization that's that's within the technology space, but I hadn't. But when you start peeling back the onion, I said, oh my goodness, again, Hawaii, very attractive, but there's this terrific organization out there that is representing the Pacific Rim. That was the initial focus, but now it's expanding. And how do I how do I bring my expertise? How do I bring my enjoyment? And how do we grow this thing, right? The organization, the conference, and other areas. And that is probably what sort of started getting me riled up and, and you know, talking about my family about the opportunity in the organization. I said, we can do some amazing things here. And um that's that's what's been really exciting in the six months I've been in this seat is. There's a lot of opportunity. There's a lot of opportunity for growth. Obviously, technology and digital infrastructure are going to help drive that. And uh, and that's 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 what we're looking forward to. I, I love your enthusiasm. I'm sitting here chuckling to myself, thinking, so we have a Korean kid from Guam who grew up in Virginia <laughs> at the head of this really cool council and event in Hawaii. Like, it just... You know that you couldn't use that as a line. If if ChatGPT threw that up, people are like, "Oh, fake news! I can't help. That's not true." Too many. I just think that's so cool. I'm I'm curious from from the early modest start till now. In the same way that your tenure at um, CES, it you know that show has evolved and will continue to evolve. How do you see? The evolution. I know you've only been there six months, so maybe yeah. it's not as you know, you don't have a 30-year history of it, but I'm sure you're ingesting as quick as you can. But evolved up to this point, and, and it, well, let's start with that. How has it evolved yeah. in terms of who attends? What are the big ideas they talk about? Um, how, how is it that you understand it today? So before I forget the point, I want to yeah. go back to a second ago. And uh, in a recent call with a board member, uh, he said this, and I loved it. And I told him I was going <clears> to <throat> steal it from him. He said, Brian is here to caffeinate PTC. And that's exactly, that's the enthusiasm. That's the, so I love it. I said, I'm stealing that. I said, caffeinate PTC. That's sort of the, maybe a sub theme. I love it. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, 
but to your question, I, 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 I would say this, um, it's the event or the conference started out again with, with Dick Barber having this vision of just let's bring the great minds together. Right. And right. let's, let's talk about how do we, again, elevate Hawaii's profile and then bigger than that, how do we use Hawaii as sort of the central point to many parts of the world uh, or that side of the Pacific. What I have noticed and observed, and, and again, sort of speaking of opportunity and growth is that, and, and having attended my first now PTC annual conference this past January, is it really is a unique council and a really unique event. Starting with the conference is, I, I was standing next to a board member of ours um, at Top of Bar, as David, you, you yep. may or may not know. I've been there many times. <laughs> Right. Allegedly, is, it is a corporate podcast, but I've right. heard of the top of bar. Yeah, it, it's a work trip. Um, <laughs> but I was standing there with a board member and he was he was giving his history and, and uh, background on PTC and information on what I thought would be helpful in terms of observing. And then all of a sudden, this executive walks by, another executive walks by, another executive walks by. And he goes, you know, I've been trying to meet with him for three months I can't get a can't get a time on his calendar. Right. But guess what? At the annual conference, I saw him walking down the hall. I said, "Can I grab 15 minutes of your time?" Right? That's a meeting that was that happened sort of serendipitously, right. but he was able to do that at the annual conference. What and when I share that story is that the meetings event in general is um a really valuable use of time, right? And I think with Hawaii being the destination of the annual conference, it is um it's almost this automatic filter of we're seeing C-level executives come to the annual conference and it's an important trip for them, right? right? And not to say that other levels of the organization aren't important at these companies, but there's a reason why the CEO of this company and the CTO of this company and government officials and academia are coming to Hawaii because they know they're going to have a high quality audience that's coming together to, to, to do business. Um, and what I've seen the conference growing and from what I've learned over the past years of why the conference is important is that it started out as opportunities within the Pacific Rim. I loved when I first heard when we talk about smart cities, right? Because you and I, we're from the mainland. We're talking right. about how do we connect our big cities on the mainland. Here in the Pacific Rim, we talk about smart villages. Isn't that great? Smart yeah. villages, right? That's such a, it's like an amazing concept because we forget how many people are not connected yet, right? In uh, you know, specifically in the Pacific Rim, but other parts of the world. And what the annual conference continues to remind the industry of is, yes, there's business being done, but how do we connect the rest of the world, right? That's the that's the big scope and the vision, right? And what we do as a council to support that is how do we continue to connect the rest of the world? Yes, there's business opportunities there, but at the end of the day, how do we get that? Um, young woman, you know, in Suva, Fiji, right? How do we get her connected so that she gets a better education? She can go on social media like the rest of the world if that's what she wants to do, but she can get connected to the rest of the world. So um, kind of a long answer to your question, but I'm, I'm excited because I mean, that's what we do, right? That's what's so exciting about the council, the annual conference, our members, and, um, you know, what we're bringing to the table, can I, I want to expand that and not to challenge you brand new six months. I don't want to irritate yeah, the CEOs. <laughs> when I went the first time, I thought that's primarily what I was going to hear. And I did hear a lot yeah. of how we connect these things here. There are two big surprises that I had. 
if I go to Chicago or New York City or Dallas or Northern Virginia, which I'm in all the time, when they talk about smart cities, they're talking about connecting New York City to DC, yeah. connect, you know, these other things. Um, when I went to PTC, whether it was satellite infrastructure or it was other forms of technology, it was both. It was mm. how do I do these communities? How do I do um, that are remote and um, and have these challenges and these opportunities? And they're small, but they're important. How do I connect the things on the mainland? How are we leveraging that? Not just here, but how are we opening markets in Southeast Asia? What what are we doing in South America? Like, yeah. What blew my mind that I had no concept was um, the scope of the conversations, the CubeSats that work for – um, out in the middle of the Pacific, also work for the Canary Islands, yeah. also work for South America, also work in remote areas, but also can supplement uh, over uh, Nebraska or wherever, yeah. where there's like it was the conversation wasn't this just this specific rim. It would for sure was part of it, but it was this whole thing. And there was such healthy debate on stage. Here's my big idea. And with yeah. respect, people that agreed and with respect, people that disagreed or challenged it. And I, I, it blew my mind. And then the second is to your point about C-suite or, or senior executives, or in my case, senior engineers walking around. Yeah. When I'm at a big real estate event in most places, I have to spend a lot of time getting my, through the app, my schedule aligned. And, in, and that's, I'm not saying that's not important. For somebody like my brain, that's wildly important to help organize <laughs> it. But it is almost impossible, if not impossible, because people have jet in, they're there for their speaking yes. engagement or to hear somebody, a keynote, and then they, they can't be bothered. And I don't mean that with yeah. any disrespect. I'm yeah. sometimes that person um, as a regular panelist and speaker and and I have a lot of people there that are trying to capture my attention and I'm just busy. When I went to PTC both times, the net, if anything, I think you're understating the networking opportunities yeah. with me, with other engineers at my coopetition, my frenemies. <laughs> hey, how is this working really in your world? So it's not just the senior executives, but it's this, it's this really cool, for my case, from Saturday to Thursday, where people are carving out time, they're willing to carve out time yeah. to have these relational conversations. Um, even one time I remember looking across, it wasn't top of bar, but I forget where, and it was, kind of, you know, is it the village? And these four or five execs who were all competitors were sitting around and they're just kind of having a beverage yeah. and enjoying the afternoon and um, and agreeing and disagreeing. And it was like a panel right there. And there must have been 200 people that are slowly kind of <laughs> eavesdropping <laughs> in and gathered around. Yeah. And that you did not pay to come on this show. Like, this is not hype. I'm just trying to express to people my great joy of this thing to yeah. see this in action. And I get to eavesdrop and listen to the yeah. things they're talking about. When could you sit and hear Ford and Audi and, you know, Porsche and Lexus or whatever, just kind of sitting around and having this informal, interesting discussion happens all the time yeah. uh, out at that event. I thought it was, it's the most phenomenal thing I've ever heard. I think that's a, it's, it's a great observation and one I saw as well uh, at my first uh, annual conference. And uh, I mean, funny, quick thing was my team told me don't bring a suit. Don't wear a suit. That's right. right? You, we we have some we have right. some clothes that we wear, the Aloha shirt, etc. But 
even the C-suite will not be wearing suits, right? right. And I think that to, to add on to your point, it's important because it sort of brings the guard down, right? Yeah. It is a business meeting. They're making important decisions and they're they're mapping out the rest of the year, which is the annual conference I've heard is and many over time is in January is the perfect time because this is where we start planning out strategies and budgets and what deals we're going to close for the rest right. of the year. Um, but to your point, you're absolutely right. It's where else can you, I've never seen that at any other event where you can have access to C-suite, but also to your point, engineers who are, meeting in the line of Starbucks or meeting at the, the member soiree or the opening reception. Um, what I'd love to see was uh, for a first time participant, Henry Shuck, CEO of Zoom Info. He was invited. Mm-hmm. He, he I believe, had a terrific time, but he, he was standing at the top of bar and just having a regular conversation with folks who are customers of his, right? right. Who, who wouldn't love that? And you yeah. never know why, right? So I, I think that's a great point. And then to the first point you made, David, is I would also say just in terms of the industry, again, coming together is you're absolutely right. It's it's regard, every company, like you said in the beginning, uh, sees themselves as a technology company now, mm-hmm. right? I think PTC and other organizations um, are a important part of that story because we're the council that needs to continue to to promote that you know we're not we're switzerland right we're going to support every single member of ours and even if they're not members of ours if they're doing something important in the industry we need to help support that and continue to convey that message and um you know i think the annual conference is one of those platforms that we do that and we do lots of things throughout the year as well to help support the initiatives um, but the industry is moving quickly and, you know, it's all technology. Every company sees themselves that way. So with all of that as the backdrop, I know there are challenges either to be avoided that you've experienced or you've heard about opportunities ahead. Yeah. How, I don't know if, if you can share some of those, but what is it that you, when you think about that, um, you know, increasing that customer experience, increasing the value, adding caffeine to the conversation, (laughs) Um, right? People don't need just another smart energy drink, right? They need it. They need this, this experience without, without disturbing the things that are, um, you know, I don't think your goal is to make it more manic. I want, I want these intersections and I want these other things, but what are some of the challenges that you think about, or maybe even opportunities to seize, as you're as you're looking at the near term, I don't know that we can have a ten year, but over the last over the next few years, um, what do you point to, or what do you think you need to overcome? Well, I think I think you you framed it up absolutely right. It's it's challenges, but really opportunities is, and it goes back to what we talked about a few minutes ago about even me who myself who's been in the industry over fifteen years, and I say kind of industry right. as technology as I'd never heard of PTC. PTC, other organizations like PETA, ITU, et cetera, you know, are, should be in that conversation. We're doing important things. And what I see as a challenge, first and foremost, is I think if many other organizations in the global landscape and technology knew who PTC was, there would be much more engagement, much more participation. And that's one of the goals, right? It's growth mm-hmm. and opportunity. Um, it's growing our membership. It's growing the annual conference, obviously, but in a really strategic way. We're not we're not planning to grow just to grow the numbers, but what are those key areas that we see in the digital infrastructure conversation over the next five, 10 years that are going to help us as a council 
promote those companies that want to be part of the conversation. So, um, you know, obviously one of the things that is in the news now that everyone's talking about is, is AI, right? Whether you call it ChatGPT, OpenAI, all these other, you know, organizations and people that are that are now in the news. That's a part of our industry, whether we choose to accept it or, or talk around it, but it's important to have. And I think that's an area that needs to be represented at PTC, whether it's the council or the annual conference. We should be having that conversation because as everyone knows now, AI is going to be part of our lifestyle, right? Whether we like it or not, our everyday lives, whether we like right. it or not, it's going to become the smart thermostat like we right. talked about, right? It's going to be part of our lives in some way, again, whether we choose to uh, fully embrace it or not. Um, so I think that's the challenge and opportunity. How do we continue to expand the breadth of not only PTC, but the industry? How do we continue to make ourselves known. And when I say we, I mean the Pacific Rim as this um, geographic location of opportunity, because as I'm starting to see and understand and learn, and, I, and, and I'll, I'll give a plug to one of our fantastic members who happens to be based here, DR Fortress, when I met with them a few weeks ago and they gave me a tour of their fantastic data center, they are a central focal location here in Honolulu, but they are connected to the rest of the world. And I'm not just talking about mainland, right. you know, they're talking, they're talking deals that way as well, East. So um, it, it's all going to be interconnected sooner rather than later. And I think that's a really, really important point, challenge opportunity. Um, and how do we just prioritize uh, all of that? For sure. I, interesting thing about AI, I was having this conversation with somebody recently yeah. and they said, you know, we, we've got to learn how to, or, or I said to them, um, you know, look, you, you're probably, they were talking about embracing AI and they didn't know about it. And I said, you know, the, it, here's where it's going to get to. When we think about artificial intelligence, it's not just automating something. It's going to, at some point, I don't know if it's in three years, 30 years, but your home that you live in is going to going to be able to measure the biorhythm of the people that are sleeping. Yeah. And it's going to see that because it's a certain temperature or there's a certain noise level or whatever, there's a certain light that you're not sleeping optimally. Yeah. Just like your parent checking in on your kid and it's going to go over and it's going to adjust the lights or the curtains or the sound or the thermostat so you can get to your deeper sleep or whatever. Or, and or when it's time to come up out of your sleep, whatever, it's going to adjust just like a person would. And I'm not trying to equate it to being a human <laughs> being or your parent, but that's the goal of these things. Yes. How do I help human beings flourish? And it's you're not going to have to tell it. It will have learned. It will have trained. It will have learned how to do these things. And um, at least that's the best best version of it, you know, yeah. we hear scary versions, but I think that's the potential for the best version. But none of that happens if we're not connected. Before the pandemic, nobody right. really talked outside of the industry, kind of like your dad talking about CES. Outside of the industry, nobody really talked about telecom or yeah. the phrase we like to throw around digital infrastructure or any of that other stuff or data center, certainly. The whole world... Um, whether they know what it's called or not, they know connectivity needs to happen. Exactly. And you guys at the heart of it. So is you, in the same way that CES, I don't know how it worked, where you evaluated who would come to demonstrate mm. and who did you want to draw spotlight on, the technologies or the organizations. When you guys look at, for your organization, you only have so many meeting spots, you only have so much stage time, you only have so much space. 
how do you how do you think about the technologies that are rolling in and what you feature or do you feature anything? How does that work? How do you how do you choose what what themes or technologies to embrace and to highlight? Um, you're probably in the thick of that now for the 2024 event, but how do you think through that? That's a great segue. So here's my plug for the annual conference. Okay. Is call for call for participation is open now. So we want all the brightest minds and proposals to be submitted before June 30th. Okay. Um, but but it's a no. But it's a good segue. Is we are fortunate uh, as PTC to have a very committed and dedicated. Um, teams of volunteers, and I should say leadership of volunteers. We have a board of governors and advisory council, many who have been in the industry who are senior level executives within their own organizations, and they have been fantastic about donating and volunteering their time. Uh, We have a program committee uh, that meets frequently, and we brainstorm a lot. Mm -hmm. And so when we start to look at what's on the horizon for our industry, not only for the annual conference next year, but what's two, three, five years from now, And so things like, or areas such as AI, smart cities, smart villages, uh, what's 5G part two? These are some of the things that we identify and say, we we should really look into that because not only are they interesting topics and our members want to hear about that, but this is what PTC as a council should be focusing on, right? But perhaps it's a new... Uh, segment of members that we could join that could join PTC. Perhaps it's a conference session at the annual conference we can focus on where we can invite some speakers who have never been to PTC before. Um, And it could be, or it could be an initiative during the year that we do through a webinar or or a report, things like that. So um, it's it's a different, uh, it's a lots of different ways, but I would say it starts with our leadership within PTC, uh, our program committee, and we're always brainstorming, sharing ideas of what we should be focusing on. Again, annual conference, but also in terms of some other initiatives that we're doing throughout the year. So we've got a lot of smart people right. always thinking about it. Yeah. One of the things I think is really cool um, that I, I probably enjoyed the most, at least in the beginning, was the programming courage to have people, I, I'm sure you set boundaries on how they act on stage. They want to come back. <laughs> But one of my favorite people who's been a regular podcast guest of mine, he's coming on again, Dean Bubbly. I learned, he's out of the UK. I learned at PTC. And he's a um, he's a genius uh, telecom strategist, very familiar with all the engineering aspects, speaks globally, um, publishes a lot. I heard him on stage at your event. You had this really cool guy who is a movie producer out of LA who is talking about... Um, the emerging role of the, what what am I trying to say? The smarting up of the production of television Uh and movie from a telecom perspective, which just got magnified when uh, the pandemic hit. And so they are really talking about how they transfer data from movie sets and television shows and to all these other things and how they're going to use these future technologies. And you guys had the programming courage to have somebody like Dean on there who was a gentleman but love to push back and say, but how does it work? I know what we wish it would do, but here's the laws of physics. Here's the, yeah. how the engineering works or whatever. And it was a fun, robust, a uh, little bit of pessimist, you know, the Brits, a little bit of optimist <laughs> kid from, you know, smart, create, got creative guy from LA and a couple other people. Um, and, and I want to say uh, Gary, I can't remember Gary's last name escapes me. I think he was the moderator for P- famous uh, PTC guy. Gary um, Kim? 
I think it was Gary Kim was the yeah. moderator. So this is a, obviously a future panel. And I just yeah. wandered in. I had no idea what I was about to see or who the names on the stage were. And it was so much fun. One, how Gary uh, moderated that thing. I've moderated a million times. Yeah. I've seen it in action a million times. He is a pro with the personalities and the topic. I mean, it's as good as I've ever seen or heard. But it was fun hour of this ebb yeah. and flow. And there are a lot of organizations that don't, you know, they've got their featured favorites and yeah. they don't want pushback. Now, I'm not saying be ugly or ambush or whatever, but I think it's okay to push back on, well, how do yeah. we do that? It's it's wonderful if we wish this, but if you're trying to, if I'm trying to get my people out of an economic disaster, I'm probably not thinking about green energy. I'm trying to get them out of poverty. So how do we help or what's the conversation? That takes courage to do. That wasn't the topic right. here, but those are the t kinds of um, conversations. I have found that over and over and over with these panels where it's not just a we're all in agreement and nodding our yeah. head in the same way. It yeah. is how do you power that over the middle of the ocean and how is this economically sustainable? And then give the other person the opportunity to have a right. conversation back and let us in the audience think about it, whether I'm an investor or I'm an engineer or I'm just a philosopher. It's the best I've ever seen. I think you guys are amazing. How is it that you create and maintain that culture and keep that going forward? Well, I think first and foremost, um, I, I – and not it would not take credit for any of that or that session that you saw or any of the ones that were featured this past January because again we have terrific folks like Gary Kim and the program committee who who think like that right. but i would say from a from an event standpoint we will we'll, we're neutral right we support our members we support as a council we do and we want to make sure that both sides regardless of oh, what side which side you're on we're creating that platform that right. both opinions can be shared or all opinions can be shared and there can be an honest discussion in that and, and debates, et cetera. And I think that's what's made the program so successful um, is that you have different personalities from different industries that you may not think of of coming to a digital infrastructure event, but all of a sudden show up uh, and are on the stage giving their opinion. And um, the audiences, that's what they're asking for, right? They. There's lots of events in the industry, obviously, in our uh, within our industry, and um, it's a crowded field. And I think that's what's made PTC in general a little bit a little bit ahead of the curve. In that, um, again, we look at speakers and topics, and we want to make sure that we're pushing the envelope gently um, to make sure that again all sides are represented. And again, I, I give credits to our our leadership at before me. Uh, and the committee that put that together. And we're we're going to continue to do that, David. I mean, even as, as we're, we're in the thick of things right now, planning for January, and we're not saying let's let's create a, a intentional arena, but right. Right. let's figure out who's a good personality to talk about this topic and who would counter that. Right. Um, or and, and we'll start to see this as the proposals come in um, that will help shape out the conference grid. But I think that's been... It's been a good formula for PTC in terms of let's let's not make sure everyone's thinking and going to say the same thing. Let's have a let's have both sides, right? It has to be one of the keys to success because I could see the attraction of a CES. It's in Vegas. Yep. It's a cold time of the year. Um, you've got all the technology and the ideas. Like it's it's not from anywhere in the U.S. It's just at most a four hour flight. 
it you can get there. You're, it's a commitment to, to get to Honolulu, um, as as I learned. But it is, um, and, and until you, it's one of those things that until you experience it or people hear a conversation like this, you 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 ask yourself, man, is it? You know, I could go to an ITW event. I can, if I want to get engineering right. or nanog or if I want an infrastructure event, it it. The way once people attend, I guess, is what I'm trying to say, and they experience this, not just going to a uh, a business organization that's kind of got a cool theme, because people do that all the time. But this really does, um, in my experience anyway, inspire a wow, this is attractive. I want to go back for all of these reasons. And I I feels like that's got to be something that you guys carefully guard going forward. What, however, technology changes and your role in the world of infrastructure changes. This has got to be part of that secret sauce. Uh, I don't think it's not not so much a secret anymore. Yeah, but, and we'll try to continue to spread. But you, you're right. I mean, first and foremost, uh, when you look at destinations like Las Vegas or or Honolulu, Hawaii, obviously the first thing you always get is a response from colleagues or family and friends. You're going where for work, or right. you're doing what? Where? Yeah. Uh, and I think both both locations have sort of that connotation, but. Um, I think you're absolutely right, and I'll add on to that, is what the, the annual conference and PTC being in Honolulu, Hawaii, becomes that, it's it's almost that automatic filter of who is really going to come. It is a commitment from a time standpoint, from a, from a financial standpoint, to make this trip. And we're not talking about just from the mainland, right? If I'm coming from Virginia, that's a 11, 12-hour flight. You have folks coming from different parts of, you know, the Pacific Rim Islands. You have folks coming from Egypt, um, where our membership, you know, we have members in Egypt and coming from all sorts of parts of Europe. It is a trek. It, it right. is a it is a commitment. And so for these organizations to send engineers, C-level executives, um, other executives to PTC's conference, it is a commitment. And I think that's where exactly like you said, that is a secret sauce. And they know that because they're there, they've made that commitment to come. And you know you're not going to get different other levels of organization. Not to say that sales managers and other you know assistants and marketing folks aren't important. They are. Right. But I think that's what's made PTC such a successful event is that you are going to meet the CEO. You're going to see the CEO of this organization, this organization, you're going to meet the decision makers, right? You might see them at top of bar. You might see them in line for coffee. You might have a private meeting with them. Um, but it's just this environment that the conference has built over the past 44, 45 years, where uh, it, it's almost similar to kind of what you hear what happens at Davos or some of these other really exclusive events, right? Where it's invitation only. It's got that feel. And I think that's what's really important about um, our annual conference. And I, and again, credits and kudos to the leadership ahead of me who, who, who built that. Um, yeah. And we just need to sustain that and continue to grow and continue to spread, you know, why it's important to participate. One of the things that I liked when I was there was I, I, I don't need access to the C-suite or yeah. uh, that I know people do or, 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 or somewhere in there. But for me to sit down and have a conversation with strategic buyers, so our customers, many of our customers are the 10 or 15 largest IT firms on earth. Yeah. Um, many in time, and right now, you know, they're going through a moment, a lot of them through a moment, there's incredible growth, there's pressure yeah. on 
who should be our employee roster, what's the talent we should have in-house, what's the talent that we should get outside, um, how do our partners or our vendors work with us and for us. And it's um, for my personal experience to be able to listen in or have those conversations. I'm not selling them anything. I'm not buying anything. It's just a conversation, a relational conversation. Oh, by the way, the beautiful Pacific Ocean is a backdrop, but it is – it just is a vibe that lends itself to, uh, and I don't mean this in a uh, frivolous way, but to hanging out yeah. and getting to know. Sometimes, uh, many times, one of the things I was surprised, I got introduced to more people's family that had brought <laughs> yeah. their fa- truly, yeah. truly. Yeah. They would bring them and we'd, ha- hey, can you meet for, uh, if not breakfast, like a quick snack or a coffee right. or whatever? And their family's coming into the table and the family's kind of setting up what they're going to go do for the day. And I get to meet them. Like that would never happen right. on just a phone, you know, a Zoom call or even in a local meeting. Um, it, it just doesn't, didn't work that way. And it was so cool. I got to, in other words, I got to become more personally acquainted with people and yeah. what, what is it that they're doing? And I, yeah. it sounds very Pollyanna. This is my only experience <laughs> with an event like this. Or, uh, yeah, an event like this where this has uh, – this experience has happened to me or to my wife yeah. or to my family. It's – it's um, you know, I don't I don't know how to describe it, but it, it's this really cool um, experience, I guess, unless you offend somebody in their family. But it was uh, – you know, it was really pretty amazing. I've seen that happen over and over and over. I'm going to help. I think the word is what we talked about at the very beginning. It's, it's Ohana, right? It's the family. Ohana, sure. And it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean uh, a formal relationship, it, but it's the, it's this relationship, right? right? Whether you are a colleague or you're a business partner, et cetera, it's this spirit of Ohana and the family. And we call it the PTC family. Um, but that was one thing that was really evident, you know, it, at my first conference in January is many in the industry have known each other for so long. Right. They've either attended PTC, they have business deals together, they've worked together, they've met at sure. other industry events. And um, the industry is pretty close, right? Yeah. I mean, everyone, there's there's definitely six degrees or less of separation, you know, who yeah. if you if you uh, name drop somebody. Um, but you're absolutely right. I mean, in terms of the environment of the annual conferences, it's the spirit of letting your guard down. Again, yes, very important business meetings happening, but you're absolutely right. I've met spouses and partners and friends that have come along with some of our participants. And it's just a different, um, it's a different relationship there when you're when you're able to meet someone's partner and say, well, welcome to PTC, the annual right. conference. And um, there are activities that we do for them, you know, that help them, you know, while their partner's in a meeting that they can participate in through, during the week. Um, it's the spirit of we joke around about it. it's the spirit of the top of bar, but there are deals being done there, right? Which is yeah. kind of yeah. mind blowing for me. Um, um, but but I would sum it up in saying Ohana, right? It's just that it's the spirit of family and coming together and everyone knowing each other, whether you're there for work or you're or you're you're tagging along with a colleague or a partner. So it's uh, it's a pretty remarkable environment. No disrespect or shade intended for <laughs> Vegas or Toronto yeah. or Vancouver or the Bay Area or whatever. I've never had that experience in any beautiful event yeah. like that of this size. How how many people come through there actually attend at a and you know pandemic uh, notwithstanding, but it is pretty significant number of people. It is. So we had this past January was our biggest annual conference ever. 
Um, we we're, we're crunching numbers now and we still are crunching numbers now because there's a there's certainly a segment of our members and participants who sign up officially, um, which was, again, our biggest event ever. But then we have folks who uh, who don't register who are still coming for meetings. So I think roughly we're, we approximately are around eight to nine thousand total attendees, which um, and that's another question I get is coming from an event like CES where we were north of. You know, pre-pandemic, 170,000. How do you go from 170,000 to eight to 9,000? But it's really the environment, right? I mean, we're all in the Hilton Hawaiian Village, and with eight to 9,000 of the industry all around you, it's pretty similar in terms of volume and busy and people being busy. So, um, yeah, we we were fortunate in that this was a really important year for the industry to come together in Hawaii. Um, it was this perfect storm, and, and we, I heard this a lot in conversations. It, it's that I haven't I haven't seen you know this business partner in two to three years. I need to get out and go and travel. I need to set my agenda for the rest of the year. Um, I miss PTC. Uh, I miss going to Hawaii, and so it became this perfect storm of of um, a lot of good things coming together. Fortunately for the organization, and. Um, I think it's a, it was a really, really positive step now post-pandemic uh, for for the council. Yeah, I don't want people to get fooled by those numbers. If they if I haven't been to CES, but I've been to other massive events in Vegas, <laughs> and um, there's just usually so much. To, I remember going to VMworld or the, or other shows yeah. like that where there's just so much going on. You can see a sliver of things. And at PTC, there is so much going on. It would be very difficult. You know, you go down a few tracks, at least for me, two or three tracks that I can kind of keep up with. I couldn't do every track and indulge myself in every area. There's just so much content and so many things going on. But it feels like there's plenty of time to connect with the people um, either that I want to establish a relationship with or just reconnect friends in the industry that uh, I haven't seen in some time. They or somebody from their organization are there. And... It's weird that I didn't think it was that many people because of how intimate it can feel. And I want people to hear crowded, although there are some of the speakers (laughs) and some of the events are pretty crowded, but it is, um, it's spectacularly intimate. It's primarily at the Hawaiian village, but it's, there's, you know, ancillary things that happen around it. And a lot of the providers uh, or the attendees uh, organizations will set up small private parties or other things that if you're a vendor or a customer of theirs, you could participate in. But it is, um, it's remarkably intimate at the, well, at the same time, not able to participate in, if you wanted to hit every single show, it would be very difficult to do all of it. There's so much really valuable content. I thought that was this really cool um, thing. I, I thought there were more, but 8,000, 9,000 people seems like, uh, it's remarkable that you get it all there in that village. The one last thing I would say is I had a health crisis when I was there in 19. I had a, this is public oh. knowledge, I had a double pulmonary embolism. Oh my so guess, gosh. Yeah, this crazy event. And uh, the day we were getting ready to leave, I didn't realize how sick I was. Uh, my doctor, I told her I wasn't feeling well. She asked me the symptoms. And so we were literally checking out of the Hawaiian village. And she said, look, you need to go to the ER. You cannot go get on that plane. I was like, look, that's no big deal. I'll be, I'll be back in Atlanta in 10 hours. She said, yeah, in a box. You can't. Wow. Uh, you know. So anyway, this, the point of my story is not me getting sick. It was that we got on the phone and called the front desk at the Hawaiian Village. And within five, less than five minutes, 
They had people there. And this place is, they're busy. It's not just yeah. your or, yeah. your conference. There's, Lionel Richie was in town. Like, there's <laughs> stuff going on. This is a big deal. There's, there's, they there's were full. Yeah. They're nonstop. And so the grace with which they manage the event and all the things around it is remarkable. Well, anyway, when I got sick, my wife, who doesn't do a lot of travel, didn't, you know, she was, as you can imagine, her husband's very, very sick. And as we yeah. began to learn how spectacularly sick I was in, in a very dangerous situation, um, the village st- uh, stepped right in, um, Brian, and I mean seamless. Mr. Pacall, we got you. Leave everything in your room. It's no problem. Yeah. We're going to taxi you over. We're going to follow up. By the time um, I was uh, under treatment that evening, and it was a very intense, probably eight or nine hours, my wife goes home. It literally was the night. There was a Lionel Richie concert. There was um, our room had expired because our key, we were checking out that day. So all of these things that could go sideways went sideways. She got there at about midnight from the hospital. They swarmed her with love and said, we got you. We're taking care of you. And for the next seven days, while I recovered in this room enough to get back home, um, they that whole group, that whole community took care of my wife as if she was a family member. And yeah. so this is another, another reason why I wanted to do this conversation. We were so treated well by that facility, not as if we were customer whatever, our events done, like just over and over and over. They gave us their phone numbers to call, the hot, sort of the yeah. hotline for the day manager. It was, I don't know if everybody's got a story like that. I hope they don't have a health crisis. <laughs> but we were treated so well, not only by the hospital, but just the regular everyday people yeah. there. It was um, it was one of the most remarkable experiences of my life, which is why we like to, I like to come to the event. I like to participate in the event. But my wife loves just to be amongst a community like that. And you can't fake that. I'm not saying, yeah. you know, that couldn't happen in another big city, but it was just, um, it's what we came to expect. And it was, uh, it was pretty remarkable. It's a different layer of, of caring. And, mm. and I'm sure you know, if you were on the mainland and, and first of all, I'm glad you fully recovered. You look terrific. Yes. Thank you. Um, and, and, and I'm glad we're having this conversation, um, after that. Um, it, but when you spend time here, it's it's community, it's yeah. community, right? It's um, you can see it in everyday charitable efforts. Uh, you know, we work in, and again, I'm, I'm plugging this, but I don't want to make it sound like I'm I'm commercially plugging in a very awkward way. But that's why we work with Make a Wish, right? And we we have that uh, event that takes place during the annual conference. But it's the spirit of community here, where everyone helps each other out, whether you're from here or you're visiting or you have a short stay, and you're certainly going to help. You know whoever needs help, and and the and the people come together to make it happen. And you know that's I think the spirit of of the council as well at PTC is we find initiatives that are going to be important to connect a remote island in the Pacific Rim. Let's focus on that. Let's help them out. Or it's someone on the mainland, right? That's a member of ours that are focusing on something important. Let's help support them. But uh, you know, in relating to our conversation, I think it's that just that spirit of community, and we're going to help each other help each other succeed, help each other recover. And, um, you know, it's, it's, we have one life to live, right? Whether you're talking about yourself or in the industry and, um, you know, why not succeed? Why not help each other succeed? Yeah. Well, it was a beautiful experience. That was my 
first opportunity to really be publicly plug that yeah. organization for uh, helping me. I appreciate it. We've been talking for a while, and I want to I'm, I want to honor our time as I look over at sure. it. How, if somebody's listening to this and they're considering attending, what is it that the experience you hope that they first of all, what's the experience you hope they get from the event if they are able to attend, and two, if they want to either participate as a just an attendee or yeah. get more closely involved, how would they do that? Well, um, I would first start off, um, as we as we talked about in the middle of our conversation, as a speaker, we welcome everyone. If you're in the industry, and, and I should have uh, mentioned this more as well, is we have a scholars program as well. Academia is really important to the council, and hopefully I mentioned that enough um, in terms of education and, and the next generation. And so uh, first and foremost, our call for participation, which is our formal speaker proposal program is open now. Uh, if they go to the website, ptc.org, um, call for participation is right there on the homepage and that's open until June 30th. Registration for the annual conference next January will open um, roughly, we're looking at the end of June, early July uh, to start registration for the conference. But even before then, what, what I also wanna uh, hopefully emphasize is that the council lives all year round. We, we just don't do the annual conference Conference. Uh, we have different initiatives that happen throughout the year. Um, some things that uh, folks may not know is we host um, an activity called the PTC Academy, which takes place. We have one scheduled in August and um, October, where we are focusing on educating and training the next generation of professionals in the industry. So the Academy, there will be information on the Academy that will be on our website uh, very soon. Um, and there's different initiatives throughout the year. Um, uh, if I can give a plug for this, Sure. This may happen. Um, this will probably happen already uh, by the time this uh, podcast is published. But we're working with organizations, as I mentioned before, with ITU. They have a really important initiative called Girls in ICT. It's a celebration of all the young women around the world and how to uh, give them opportunities to not only join the industry, but how do they then start moving up, right? And so I'm proud to say that PTC is a, a partner organization with ITU on that initiative. And um, I would just learn more, you know, reach out to the council, uh, certainly reach out to myself. We're, we're a small but really focused and hardworking team. Uh, and we'd love to give you more information about how to get involved within the industry. Um, again, we, we support our members or even non-members, um, but we want to make sure that the industry continues to grow. And that's part of our vision and mission statement is we're advancing the telecom and ICT industry. Um, and so if the technology and the industry continues to grow, the council continues to grow. Our members continue to do better. Uh, the conference will grow. I think that's a great place to end this conversation, Brian. That was uh, that was fantastic. Thanks for joining great. us. No, thanks for having me, David. It's great to uh, great to see you in this format. I'm looking forward to meeting you in person very very soon. Um, and thank you for your support and QTS for its support over the years. Absolutely, 100%. Thanks for coming on. Hey, and if you've enjoyed this conversation, like it. And if you loved it, subscribe. We'll have links to the uh, organization that Brian talked about today down below. Check out the PTC. We'll see you next time, everybody. Have a good one.